If you see verse 7, the Bible says that the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the fees for divination in their hand. Verse 7 tells us Balaam was a diviner. What does the Bible say about verse 7? Which version do you have? What did he say? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, he just all he said is money to pay Balaam to place a curse upon Israel. Okay. Then um, who has another one? Fee for divination. That's what my Bible has. Reward of divination. Any other one? Diviner's fee. So apparently, all we are getting, all right, if I amplify, use the word, reward of foretelling in their hands. All we have is that the man was a fortune teller. He was a diviner. I'm looking for where the Bible called him a prophet. The Bible called him a prophet. As you can see, we grew up assuming he was a prophet. Now, you see where I'm going, what I'm talking about in a moment. Now, divination was illegal in Israel. So this man was not the prophet that we know. Because in Israel, Moses gave them a law against divination. Because I'm going somewhere. I grew up assuming Balaam was a prophet. Over the last many years, I found out more than 10 years ago that it's a mistake. I was mistaken. He was not a prophet. Why many of us get confused and assume he was a prophet is because we thought only prophets could hear God. I don't want to spend time discussing that now. I told us before that if our priests used to hear God, prophets, uh, sorry, Balaam was nothing more than what a Yoruba man would have called an Ifa priest. As we can see from the story, he was also a sorcerer. That's why I called him the representative of all the people we mentioned, the Ogbanje priests, priests, the, all the evil spirits, all the witches, all the sorcerers. He was their representative for us. Or he is their representative for us. And you see what I'm talking about him? You'll see in a moment. So please bear in mind, Balaam was very powerful. Balaam was the kind of person that you, when your neighbor offended you and wanted to kill your neighbor, you went to him. Balaam was the kind of person, I mean, we grew up watching those things in plays and TV, on TV. I mean, a man wants to marry a girl, you know, arranged marriages those days. And the girl doesn't want to agree. They don't beg her. They go to Balaam. And Balaam will do a love portion. And they will throw it on the ground in the place, but in real life it won't work on the ground. The other ways they do it. And the girl will step over it, and she will fall in love. You went to Balaam for such things. Please, I hope you are getting my point. He said, but you should hear God. Yes, God is the judge. Anybody can approach God the judge. It's only God the Father you needed to come through Jesus Christ. God the judge, if you present your case, even Satan used to go. I've discussed it here many times before. God the judge, those who understand spiritual things, they know how to petition him and use his judgment to kill their enemies. They knew how to do it. Balaam was the kind of person they went to when they said they don't want there to be rain. Balaam was the kind of person they went to when they want there to be rain so as to destroy somebody else's festival. When they wanted, wanted to go to war, they went to Balaam, as we saw here. Balak had to go to war, so he sent to Balaam and said, please come and curse these people for me. It used to work. We know from scripture that Balaam actually used to get results. God actually used to talk to Balaam. 
when they came, God came and said, who were those people that came to you? Are you getting my point here? God personally came and talked to Balaam and asked Balaam, what are you doing? That's Numbers 22, verse 9. God came to Balaam and said, who are these men with you? Balaam said to God, Balak, the son, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent word to me. Behold, there is a people who came out of Egypt, and they covered the surface of the land. Now come, curse them for me. Behold, I may, he said, perhaps I may be able to fight against them and drive them out. Verse 12, God said to Balaam, do not go with them. Let me summarize it here. He said, you shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. Do not go with them. Now, please, I don't want to spend the time reading, about, uh, reading all of this. Where I wanted to get to, to emphasize the power of Balaam, is verse, um, just go down. You know, again, he went back. You know the story? God now said go, remember? We don't analyze why God said go. We already know it here. It was because he was determined to go, and he loved money. But on his way, an angel, verse 22, but God was angry because he was going. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against Balaam. Now he was riding on his donkey and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand, the donkey turned off. Remember that story. Then what happened? Balaam began to fight the donkey. Now go down to verse 28. Verse 27. When the angel saw the angel of the Lord, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she laid down under Balaam. So Balaam was very angry and struck the donkey with a stick. Verse 28. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you, that you have struck me these three times? Then Balaam said, Because you have made a mockery of me. If there had, not been, a sword, if there had been a sword in my hand, I would have killed you by now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, or who you are reading all your life to this day? Have I ever been accustomed to do so to you? And he said, No. Let me stop here. Let's stop here. I want to talk about the power of Balaam. This Balaam guy. <laughs> hey, powerful guy. Before we used to say this, I even I have used it to preach until a few days ago it struck me that Pastor Banky, you didn't get it well. I said that this man said is funny. A donkey is talking to you, you did not run. <laughs> have you said that before? Until a few days ago, I said Banky is not funny. Balaam did not run because it was not the first time. Balaam used to talk to animals. It struck me. That's why it was not. He didn't panic. You have never heard it. You would disappear if it happens. Balaam, it was not new. What used to happen to Balaam? They would say, please, we want to know who took the cattle. Balaam would get there, cast his, do his divination, and call birds to come and ask the birds, you were here, who took the cattle? And the birds would point out. It's in your Bible. The birds of the air, they carry what is said in secret. Balaam knew how to hear it from them. That was a powerful man. Don't joke with him. Until a few days ago, I used to laugh too. That old boy, donkey is talking to you, you know pence. Once he just turned on me, he said, Banky, you don't get it. But that donkey was not the first animal he was hearing. He had held conversations with animals before as God would give them utterance. If you're talking about power, I'm trying to describe Balaam to you. So when you see Balaam next time, you will understand how powerful a sorcerer he was. 
When I, next time you read it, I'm sure you won't laugh again. It wasn't because of foolishness. It was because of experience. Remember my, my aim? To let you know how not to pray and be worried about Balaam and evil spirits. This same Balaam, with all the power, I've taken this amount of time to describe for you what Balaam was. In the whole scriptures, he was the most powerful sorcerer we ever read about. Most of us grew up thinking he was a prophet. The same people go to the people of God, they said, curse them. Open to verse 23 for me. This was what Balaam said. This very powerful Obanje man. This powerful mami water enchanter. He looked at the people of Israel and said, Surely there is no enchantment with or against Jacob. I'm using Amplified. Neither is there any divination with or against Israel. Did you hear what I said? The most powerful man you ever saw looked at Israel and said, all my experience, all my abilities, none of them works against these people. I've heard people say before, if they are sacrificing animal against you, you will sacrifice something bigger. Have you heard that before? Don't mind him. He wants to raise an offering. That's why he's preaching that lie. Balaam sacrificed seven oxen, seven goats. How many did he sacrifice? Go and count it. Over 21. Let, let, let's check it. Let's check it. Please find it for me. Find it. Find it. Find it. Find it, find it for me. Then Balaam said to, Balaam said to Balak, verse, verse 1. Verse 1. Build seven altars for me here. And prepare how many bulls? And how many rams? They did that. Verse 2. And Balaam offered up a bull and a ram on each altar. Verse 4. Now God met Balaam and said to him, I have set up seven altars. And he said to God, I have set up seven altars. I have offered up a bull and a ram on each one. And then God put a word in Balaam's mouth. And he began to bless the people of Israel. Are you seeing that? Go down to verse what? 13. Then Balak said to him, please come with me to another place from where you may see them. Verse 14. So he took him to the field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. How many now? 14 bulls and 14 rams. 28 animals. 14, 14. And then he began to talk. Listen to me. That was 28 bulls and rams sacrificed to curse the people of Israel. And what was the conclusion? Verse 23. There is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. And a man will come to preach to you that if they sacrifice one goat against you, you will sacrifice a bigger goat. One man actually stood and I heard him. He said, my uncle was sacrificing a, 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 a cow. I sacrificed a Mercedes Benz. That is foolish talk. Foolish talk. Oh, I forgot to tell you something. What was Israel sacrificing? What were they sacrificing? The Bible says, I don't have time to look for it. 
He said they were camped like flock of goats. They were just sleeping. They were doing ten, 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 ten. Tempo. They were there playing. They were not aware anything was going on. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A fighting rubbish fight. That is why I have never joined prayer against witches. I have never. The word which only comes out of my mouth when I'm preaching. Because I have to minister to people. Oh, I forgot another part. Oh, I didn't forget. We're going to get there. These were the people of Israel. Who the Bible says had a covenant established upon inferior promises. <laughs> yes, that's what the Bible says. It says we have a covenant established upon what? Better promises. What was their salvation? A lamb, day old, upon the doorpost. Who the Bible says the, the blood of bulls and goods could not take away sin. Say, but for us, our salvation is based upon the shed blood of the pure Son of God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If Balaam could not curse them, Balaam, when if he had seen us, me and you, he would have disappeared. When God said, bless them, I can't even bless these ones. Because if I bless wrongly, my mom can turn wrongly. So I took time out to show you the power of Balaam. If Balaam cannot curse ordinary old covenant established on the blood of bulls and goats, how can he or how can people inferior to Balaam be cursing people who are covered by the precious blood of Jesus? Have you seen all the amount of hours you've spent on foolish prayer? After today, I'm sure if they raise some rubbish prayer points, you won't open your mouth again. So you will say, all the Balaam in our life, he will not get me. He says, sir, he knows. Do I need to tell him? Israel was not telling him. Why should I tell him? Let me emphasize to you. Balaam knows. That's why I told the story about, about, that, about that occultic man who said in the occult, they recognize ranks. He said it. Even though we have the testimony of scripture. I'm just using those people to explain. We have this testimony of Satan himself. Have you considered my servant Job? Ah, he said, Job, mm. you surrounded him with a hedge roundabout. That was what I noticed when I considered him. So he left him alone. Listen to me. Let me say to you clearly. You are higher than the devil. And he knows it. The only thing he can do, I've said it again and again. The only thing he can do is to try to deceive. And then God allows him to tempt. And God says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, so that you don't fall for deception. Resist him steadfast in your faith, so you don't fall for temptation. Once those two things are in place, please, forget Balaam. Forget the devil. I hope I'm clear. Forget Balaam. Forget the devil. He does not have the kind of power we think he has. I said earlier, a lot of prayers are prayers of time wasting. 
we waste a lot of time. You spend a whole night fighting people who are not even bothering you. Not because they like you, but because they are afraid of you. If Balaam can talk like this, how do you think that junior witch in your uncle's compound is talking? Just for your emphasis, for emphasis, there's no witch in your uncle's compound. Your uncle too is hungry. Seven bulls and seven rams is not free. Are you getting my point? You saw <laughs> when they want to do serious incantation against people. How many bulls? Go and ask those full and man, how much one is? Leave your uncle alone. He's not that rich. <laughs> and this is our investments. What will he gain? People think you just wake up in the morning, you just be cursing people anyhow. Spiritual things are very, very expensive. Is it because Jesus gave you free of charge? Just come to the Father in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, talk to me and he will talk. Go and ask Balaam what he used to take. <laughs> people don't know these things are costly. I remember the days of Emmanuel Eni and Omobajesu. They used to testify that to talk to Satan, 11 months of fasting. All of you think you can fast. I just laugh at you. But I take the one Jesus gave you free of charge. I ask the Father in my name. And the Father will just say, my son, what do you want? I just wanted to greet you, Daddy, just to prove that I can. Thank you, Lord. It's all right. It's okay. Lord, I worship you. It's okay. Father, you are great. That's good. Go and ask, go and ask those who have tried this, these spiritual things. I told you, <laughs> men will raise hands up 12 years because they want to attain spirituality. Jesus said, believe. Ah, it is like that. In fact, Jesus is very funny. Even when you have not believed, he appeared to you. So, why are you persecuting me? <laughs> ah, because we don't know how expensive these things are. If you know how costly it is, when a man do you like this, he say, boy, when he does like this, waka, I say, can you pay for it? <laughs> say, that your waka, can you pay? Go back home and go and start. You know how costly it is. First, whenever Christmas is coming, he's not sure of one foul. You think he'll sacrifice a goat to curse him? <laughs> Leave that thing. Check your uncle's roof. It looks nice outside. Go inside. He has not sealed the house. Think you use the ceiling money to be cursing your father. <laughs> People don't understand. These are expensive things. So I just want to emphasize to you, nobody's cursing you. And even if they were, even if they were, when they go to the men who want to do the cursing, when the men see in the realm of the spirit, they will turn around and warn the person. The next time you come here, we'll light a light. You will know what MFN cost back to sender that day. The Juju Manan Gotelamu said, you came here of all these sinners in your village. You didn't see any. Or of all these criminals in government, you didn't see any for me to curse. There's this child of God. If I see you again, you will know what they come back to sender that day. I'm not, and this is not a joke. The juju men that don't know yet, when they try, that is what they always experience. Always! Always! Because they don't have power in themselves. They always have to make petition before the throne of God. And the same God that talked to Balaam has not stopped talking. I know what happened to Balaam. You know the rest of the story. The only way Balaam, Balak was able to get the people of Israel was that Balaam taught him how to do it. What did he do? He told him how to seduce them through fine girls that they sent into the camp. And for that, 
And look, what he did was legitimate in court, in that it was them that fell for temptation. All the girls went in. And the boys said, oh, merci moi, babe, my God. At the end of the day, Wahala bust in the camp. You know, God killed Balaam for that counsel he gave to Balak. Listen, I preach some doctrines which I am convinced upset some babalawos that wear clothes and call themselves pastors. What I want to say is not a joke. I know a few of them must have had a heart attack because of me. Because they thought evil of me in their hearts. And God said, if you don't stop that, I give you one more week. One more week they heard me again and they were angry and God killed them. And that's not supposed to be a joke. I don't mean as a joke. You know, I don't pray fire prayers. That's one of the reasons why I don't. If I pray fire against you, fire prayer against you, you will die. Your grandfather will wake up and die again. <laughs> God will just have to kill enough. You're not kidding. No. For the counsel that Balaam gave to Balak, God killed him. Who's afraid of who? Listen, let's get, let's get back to our message. Like, that's just a side one. That's, a, that's not the message. That's a side message. Just so, understand, so that Christians can be praying prayers and stop wasting time. That's why I just said that one. The real prayer, what we do with the word of God, is to cleanse ourselves. That he might wash her with the washing of water by the word. Let's rise to our feet. That he might wash her with the washing of water. By the word. That he might wash her with the washing of water by the word. What do we do? We take the word of God and wash ourselves every day. That's what we do. We don't spend our energy on people that know that they can't touch us. We don't spend our energy on people that are aware. I'm sure Satan will be laughing sometimes. No, he doesn't laugh anymore. He's angry. The devil... You won't take my money. Devil says, stop calling my name. Say, the only time I come near your house is when you call me. Who took my money? Devil, I've warned you. Devil say, two of your children are Jagudas. You are calling my name. <laughs> the Lord is good. Please go and listen to the series again. God-centered praying. Please, I'm begging you. Go and listen to it. God-centered praying. Satan has denied us too much because he has succeeded in deceiving us, thereby distracting us. We spend time praying on things that have no consequence. We lose net because we are wasting time. The time we should have invoked the power of God over our lives so we can walk in holiness and righteousness and justice so that his word which he has promised will be fulfilled in our lives. We spend it chasing enemies. Without saying, my auntie said I would not marry, as if auntie hands out husbands. Even if she went to the throne of God, they would drive her away. Who are you looking for? My daughter. You want to accuse her? If you come back here, I will do to you what I did to Balaam. What about all those testimonies we hear? They are not testimonies of believers. They are testimonies of sinners. That's what they are. The fact that they go to church does not mean they are not sinners. Of true believers, nobody is going to give you a testimony. That one auntie was saying that uh, this one that she's pregnant, she will not deliver. And then they began to pray. They began to pray. They began to pray. Aunties who have sense, even if they are deputy balance, if they have sense, they don't say some things. Because they know. 
Now, secretly said it was auntie that said that that's, that's when which they fight which. Now, bring it to church and turn it to testimonies. And of course, we listen to all these glorified witch doctors and sorcerers who wear suits and come to church. You'll not be in front of them. I, I, I thought about you, the apostle. You know that clown in Lagos? I had noticed something. I have never come here, have you noticed, and told you I'm a man of God. Have you ever heard it from my mouth? Bishop Wedepo has never stood up to say, oh, people say, sir, you're a real man of God. Here, nobody comes. He, comes, he doesn't call to testify that he's a man of God. For a man to get up every day and say, oh, where you're a man of God, we used to criticize you. It's not a Christian. It's not a man of God. Nothing. Confusing the whole world. All the sorcerers followers are following each other. They are fighting. Not only to testimony. People will now be telling you, you can't shake hands. Say so if you shake hands now, <laughs> something will disappear. So now people, boys are shaking hands with left hand in their pocket. So when they shake with the right hand, they, they, they check. Are you still there? Stupidity. I will shake you, I will hug you. If you can withstand it, you are born again. <laughs> if I finish hugging you and you are still healthy, you are not a witch. <laughs> Greater is he that is in me. You are the one that should be afraid to shake me. Because if I shake you, your brain is what to disappear. Not something down there. It's your brain. <laughs> if you are an evil person and I shake you, your brain will vanish. You see Christians? Ah, insult. Insult. Be insulting Jesus Christ. You will not come and testify. Praise the Lord. I was in the market. One man touched me. Now I check. <laughs> and they will say, Praise the Lord, though. My God is faithful. My God is powerful. God will just say, Yeah, me. Oh, God. <laughs> Embarrassment. Is it witches that should be, should be testifying in their coven? Hey. I have a second chance. Oh. See what happened? I, Pastor Banky shook my hand. Now my brain vanished. <laughs> After I moved far away from him, and I begged God, please, I won't kill people again. Then God returned my brain. I came to tell you people, I have one more chance. Right now, my witching has reduced to only disappearing food from pots because... <laughs> Christians will be testifying and embarrassing the Lord. And I say, my God is powerful. God said, you call that powerful? Listen, next time you want to shake somebody, stretch your hand. Say, God bless you. You know the way we used to, one brother on campus, that's how he does it. God bless you. <laughs> Tell the fellow, better go and check whether you are complete. Because I am the man of God. <laughs> Say, don't give somebody, don't give a beggar money. Your money will vanish. Balaam said, ah. Balaam said, you don't know yourself. Oh. It's when Christians don't know themselves. That's why Moabite girls will now come. Israelite men will now be following. If they understood what Balaam saw about them, they would drive those Moabite girls out of their presence. Listen, whatever, what is his name? Balaam saw about the people of Israel. is inferior to what is happening in your life. You have a covenant established on better promises enacted upon the precious blood of Jesus. Give him thanks. Take a minute. Thank him. Thank him with confidence. Thank him. You are, you are grateful.
Prank him like you are grateful. Seven bulls. Seven rams. That is what a man spent trying to get the spiritual result. You, you will just lift up your voice to God the Father and he answers you. Thank him. Thank him. It's not because it is free. It's not because it is cheap. It's just because Jesus paid. Worship and thank God. Worship him. Say, Lord, thank you for total deliverance that I have in Christ. Just thank you for total deliverance that you have in Christ Jesus. Thank him for the total deliverance that you have in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Mo. Remember, it's just you that needs to be purged. So that when the prince of this world comes, he doesn't have anything in you. Begin to thank him that you have been washed by his blood. That every handwriting of ordinances on you has been wiped away. Thank him. Say, Lord, thank you. Because I'm clean, I've been washed. Declare it, say, in the name of Jesus. Repeat after me, in the name of Jesus. I want you to say this like you are convinced and you are happy about it. Believe me. You know, and Christians, you have to learn to be grateful. Look, don't be whining over small, small things. My mates are driving cars I don't have. That's vanity. You've not seen bondage. I've seen people, I read the stories, worth almost half a billion dollars. Young boys. All they have in their soul is confusion. The one when uh, if his husband was telling me something he read, that those people that, won, that win lottery massively abroad, they found out that he said that 60% of them commit suicide after a few years. Did you hear what I said? 60%. I was surprised to hear. I said I've never heard that one before. Hmm. People will be whining and say they don't have money. When money comes on them, boom, say more than half. After like say five to seven, less than ten years, they've committed suicide. I like one thing Demon John said. Demon John is a guy of Fubu, head of Fubu. Demon John said money doesn't solve problems. Today drives you to them in a Bugatti. <laughs> say it drives you towards your problems in a Bugatti. What's a Bugatti? The world's most expensive sports car. Two million dollars for one car. The fast, I don't know whether they've beaten it now, but some, it's if not the very fastest. Then maybe somebody had just beaten it in recent times. It was the world's fastest accelerating sports car. Made by Volkswagen. Two million dollars for one. The John said that's all money does for you. It drives you towards your problems in a Bugatti. Very fast and comfortably. <laughs> what I'm going to say, you're whining over things that you, small things that are insignificant. If you want to see problems, men have problems. So people can't sleep. And you just be sleeping anyhow. Your own problem is how to keep awake. Before you sit down, you are nodding. Go and ask Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's doctor was being paid $200,000 a month to help him sleep every night. $200,000 a month was a wage 
of that doctor so that Michael Jackson could sleep at night. His partner in music, also a Waco prince, died of drug overdose, of fentanyl. Now, you see, you don't get it. These are anesthetic drugs. Propofol that they used to give Michael Jackson to sleep was, is what they used to anesthetize patients for surgery. That was what Michael Jackson needed to sleep. He could not sleep. Essentially, every night he was anesthetized. When I heard that Prince died of fentanyl overdose, that was the first time in my life I found out that fentanyl was available outside theater. As a medical student, I only saw fentanyl in theater. And they told us that they use it only when a patient's heart is appearing to be weak. So they are using the gas they used to keep him asleep. They have to turn it off. So they are afraid that he might wake up and start feeling the pain of the surgery. So they give him fentanyl. That's how powerful the drug is. They will give you fentanyl. Even though they are cutting you, you won't feel it. In case you wake up and we don't know you have woken up. But every time they are the one breathing for the patients. Yet, Prince was hundreds of millions of dollars. You know what it means when you are taking fentanyl? It means heroin is now too small for you. Cocaine for you is not even good enough as appetizer. Men take fentanyl. I heard a joke just to make you laugh. I know men have problem, problems. One day one man was selling cocaine. Decided to mix it with some drugs they had, PCP or something that wasn't selling. So they call cutting to reduce the amount of cocaine he'll sell. So he gave to the first client. That one removed his clothes. After taking it, removed his clothes and running on the road. <laughs> so the drug dealer thought that, ah, business don't spoil. That by the time your client is running around naked, everybody will run away from you. He said, yeah, my business don't finish. To his amazement, he had knock on the door. Somebody came and said, please, whatever you give that guy, can I have it? <laughs> Guys were queuing up, say, please, we want butt naked. They gave the drug a new name called butt naked. That is the thing a man takes, he starts running naked. I said, people get a problem. I'm trying to get you to appreciate what you have. You have peace of mind, you're not smoking wee-wee. You're just going around life normal. You sleep... The only worry you have is, have I eaten enough? And you think you have problems? Please lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you. Just thank you. Say, Lord, thank you. Lord, I thank you. Ah, I didn't know you'd been so kind to me. I thought I had problems. Say, Lord, thank you. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. All those men whining and complaining about clothes. About a bigger room. Lord, I'm sorry. About more money. For all these good things you have done. If I don't get back home on time, somebody will call and say, where are you? People actually love me. Ah, God. Say, Lord, thank you. Ah, thank you, Mo. I want you to declare, Lord, thank you because I've been washed. Say, Lord, thank you because I've been washed. You have washed the hold of Satan from my life. 
You have washed the hold of sin. You have forgiven all my iniquities. Let me tell you, you have been forgiven. Let nobody pretend to you that you have not been forgiven. Once you believed in Jesus and you said you were sorry, he forgave you, poured a bucket of blood on you and washed you clean. There is no sin that can withstand the bleaching power of his blood. None. Now declare so we can close. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I am grateful. Thank you for washing me clean. Lord, I have been washed. Now I am clean. Say, sin, we have no dominion over me. Say, sin has no dominion over me. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. I am seated with Christ on the right hand of the Father. This is the emphasis. Far above principalities, every power of darkness, far above sin, its consequences, far above spiritual death. I am seated far above. Say, Lord, I am grateful. Oh, just thank him again in your own words. I think we can, we can leave it there. Just thank him again in your own words. Thank him again in your own words. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. All right, the Lord is good? I said the Lord is good. If you have been blessed, today, give me an amen. amen. Turn you to your neighbor. Tell the person, forget Balaam. Don't another way and say, forget Balaam. Forget Balaam. Turn to somebody, forget Balaam. Forget Balaam. Say, Balaam knows his limits. He knows his limits. All right, let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessings. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. Bless somebody on your left and on your right. Another person. <laughs> 